here we are with our post-game interview for our first regular season event for Battle Line Wednesdays. We had our first map, the Hagerstown Turnpike, which the IVB led the Union team to victory, and KB uh, was defending that map. And then on our second map, we had Eastwoods. The JD was leading the Confederates in that assault. However, 9th Corps was able to lead their team and successfully defend that map. We have leaders and more from tonight's event to talk about strategy and more. So let's go through and introduce everyone. So let's go through the USA team. First, we have Collector. Hey, hey. Do it. Oh, am I supposed to talk? And you can I say whatever attention. you want. Introduce uh, yourself. Oh, uh, uh. Yes, I'm Colonel Collector of the Irish Volunteer Brigade, the largest and best regiment on the field, uh, of course. Hi, that's all I have. Thank you. Next, we have Prattley. Uh, yep, I'm Colonel Prattley of the 9th New York, the slightly larger, slightly better unit on the field. <laughs> Wrong. All right. And then we have Tommy. Hey, Tommy, I'm commanding C Company in Fitchfish, Pennsylvania, subdivision of the 9th Corps. And then, on to our CSA representatives. First, we have Dees. Hey, I'm Dees. I lead uh, 2nd Georgia Sharpshooters in Jackson's division. Then we have Natty Light. Hey, I'm Natty. I was leading 2nd uh, MS in today. And then we have Provost. Hey, I'm Provost. I am the commander of 38th Artillery Battalion attached to 2nd Mississippi. Yay. And then your announcing team tonight. First, we had Corded. I'm Corded. I lead the Delta Company in Six, Louisiana, uh, part of Second Corps. And we also had Fusewall Jackson. How's it going, guys? I'm announcing tonight, but usually I am a pub officer and a corporal for Second Mississippi. And then you had myself as well. So let's get on to the first round the Hackerstown Turnpike. The USA was attacking, so we'll start with you guys. What was your strategy going into the round, and how did you guys react to the ever-changing battlefield? Uh, yeah, so our strategy was just to try and take the top of the hill first thing. So uh, it's a little difficult now with having to jump fences. Uh, it really slows us down. So uh, we still tried to find a way. I think we had Ninth Corps sitting back there shooting at the fence. Yeah, that was 251st, guys. Yeah, the rest of our charges could go through just fine. <laughs> but uh yeah no we just uh went straight in for combat and uh it just kind of kept up the pressure on that right flank um rebels were very aggressive for defending and i know they attacked us a few times we just kind of just sat on that hill and were able to shoot them down to to breaking so uh that's that's how we did it from my point of view uh I don't know, Bradley, you have anything to add? To yeah, that? Um, yeah. the only, only thing I would add is the first charge was able to work successfully because we did get to the uh, get to the hill slightly first, put on our bayonets, and then immediately charged across rather than waiting to get loads. And luckily, we were able to catch the CSA team with their pants down a little bit. They were still reloading, and so we were able to get into them without taking any real real casualties and able to get a quick team wipe, set up the, set up the battlefield as we wanted to, and then kind of go from there. I mean, Hagerstown is one of those maps, once you lock down control of that main hill, it's really hard for the enemy team to do anything about it. All right. For sure. So let's move on to the CSA team. KB, who was leading their team, they weren't able to make it, but that's fine. We can ask the other representatives for their strategy. 
Um, so yeah, CSA, what was your strategy going to defend the Hagerstown Turnpike, and how did you guys react to the ever change of battlefield? So originally, uh, the goal was to hold that hill over there. Uh, we were able to stop, I believe, one charge, but then uh, more came in, took it. At that point, we tried flanking a little bit. Uh, that was going okay. Uh, we got a little bit confident, decided to charge up the hill again. Didn't end up working out. Uh, and then at that point, we were basically breaking. They were able to uh, get on point. So that was good work on their part. Any other second MS guys? Oh, else? yeah. We were just working close. I, I believe me and uh, JD were working together to initially try to hold off that hill. Uh, we kind of looked at it as like whoever controlled the hill initially from that game, um, we'd be more or less able to control the tempo of the game. And so, yeah, we 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 definitely, you know, we're trying our best to initially just get set up on the hill and form a diamond, or not not a diamond, but more or less like an arrowhead. And uh, yeah, after after we lost the hill a little bit, I know I pulled my company back. We were just trying to engage them from the hill at that point. So. Pretty much first map for second mass. I actually do have a question. Uh, I was going to pose it to USA, but now on CSA is gone. I guess I'll ask you both, starting with the USA. You guys want to answer. How did you guys utilize the new uh, being able to look at how far ahead or how low you are on tickets at the top of your screen uh, on the UI? How did USA utilize that to, so on that first map? We use that quite a bit, um, more so on the second map, obviously. But on the first map, we could tell that the Rebels were about to hit breaking, and so we started shifting our guys over to start capping. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you might it. have... Sorry, go ahead, Tony. Yeah, we definitely use uh, that new mechanic a lot more on the second map. I'm still feeling it out, seeing how I actually feel about it. I'd imagine everybody else feels about the same way. Yeah. Um, but even on the first map, it was really useful to see just how much, like, one failed charge on our part hurt us or one failed charge on the red part hurt them right um, and it is super useful to just know when to start shifting uh, some of your regiments toward the point yeah i mean you probably saw on the first map ninth new york was basically already sprinting through the point by the time they went breaking because we knew that it was going to be within the next 30 seconds or so so we basically got ourselves to point by the time they hit breaking so you know by the time they could muster any real counter charge on point we had it almost fully capped anyway and we were able to just hold on to it and 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 have it full capped more or less immediately rather than waiting and waiting and waiting and trying to play a guessing game of when they were going to go down right very interesting now csa how did you guys utilize that system uh i guess on both maps right so on the first one um uh, we had sort of the same thing happen because just as that was happening, uh, JD was kind of on those rocks in front of the hill, and then I was like, oh, they're probably going to charge point in a minute, and then you guys probably saw that at the same time, we saw you guys sprinting up, so then we just started falling back that way. So, uh, that was on the first one. On the second one, uh, it lets you know, I mean, it's a matter of experience, but um, it seemed like we were in a pretty good condition when they got on that fence. So that's what kind of why I made the call to like, keep trying to find it on the fence, but then it, it went down just surprisingly fast when we were trying to get up there. So then that put us in the last stand and that was, uh, so it can cause a little bit of overconfidence if you don't know the ticket balance of the maps and that sort of right. thing. Right. And as far as the second map went as well, you know, it, it enabled us to just be like, okay, we're slightly ahead on tickets. 
there at taking losses. We have nine minutes to take, to take this back. We can afford to just sit here, slug it out with them and try and bring them to last stand because they're close enough that we're going to be able to do that in nine minutes rather than kind of being like, are they going to go through these tickets fast enough? Oh, yeah. Unfortunately enough, you were able to answer that probably yourself um, with that last Rambo kill. Um, I've got no more questions on my part, at least for this first match. Corden, you got any questions for the first round? Uh, I don't. All right. So let's move on to the second round. Eastwoods, CSA, you were attacking. So what was your guys' strategy going into the round, and how did you guys react to the ever-change of Battlefield? So um, our strategy was that uh, JD was going to hold the left flank, and then we were going to send the rest of the units to the right. Uh, to try and do a lot of damage. And we were able to do that. So at first, we saw the uh, Union coming up on the fence. So then JD went over there. We tried to flank behind them. There was a small unit to our left. We were able to destroy that. And then we got behind them. Uh, a unit actually pulled off just as we were getting there, and we managed to crouch, and they just completely fast us. But then the other unit there saw us, charged us, uh, and then the, uh, the rest of our units were able to take that uh, fence while they were charging us. And uh, then we were able to implement a regular strategy. So what ended up happening was uh, Second MS and KB ended up pushing up over there on the right. Uh, they did pretty well, is my understanding. And then as they were doing that, we also came over there on the left and started uh, shooting into the side, kind of trying to do a little bit of distraction, that sort of thing. At that point, uh, everyone pull on the Union side pulled back to their spawn. Uh, we wanted to see if we could get some volleys into their spawn from out of bounds didn't work so then uh we went uh when i took point we had a melee on point uh that went favorably for us uh but then we ended up uh getting a set there was a second attack our guys got uh mostly wiped so then we ended up uh getting up on that fence and then there was uno over there they started shooting into us uh i thought you know hey it's one unit we'll just uh, attack them but they were doing very well they were able to kill a lot of guys so then uh, we ended up uh, going into last stand on that fence. We should have pulled back, but I thought it was just one unit. But then apparently they got reinforced by the rest of the team. So they were able to uh, pull that out because of that. Natty, anything yeah. to add? Oh, yeah. So to add to that, yeah. So my plan was definitely to work with uh, JD on that. to reinforce the right. Um, you know, we definitely had a good portion of the Union team right off the the start of the map kind of like rush us on the right hand side and we started to you know definitely engage it and then we pulled back you know from spawn once they were on the fence to shoot back at them and then at once the union finally retreated we pulled the right and we pulled to the right and stuck to the initial plan and we were just looking for movement and about that time we got into position um union started to really pull back and like you know that kind of forced the cap and then, you know, like what uh, Deez was saying is we were more or less like trying to, you know, duke it out over the point at that point, like because of, you know, just based upon the circumstances because we were attackers. And so it was a turtle strategy and that, you know, the fight, definitely the first initial, I guess, charge to fight over the point was very vicious. And then another regiment was able to sneak around and hold the fence, which was brilliant move on the union and so it's just a fight over the fence so yeah it was a fun fight definitely a fun fight so that's all i got all right thank you let's move on to the usa team what was your guys' strategy to defend the east wood and woods and how did you guys react to the ever-changing battlefield 
Yeah, I mean, more or less, that played out exactly as as we drew it up. You know, our, our plan was to get up and and put some shots into them um, from the fence line on the edge of edge of the woods at the start of the game, um, kind of get an early ticket advantage, pull back to the road, fight it out a little bit there. But then the plan right from the beginning was as soon as we go down to engage, we're gonna we're gonna retreat, let them cap point, and then try and push it all the way down to. Uh, all the way down to last stand, which kind of worked out well. I think, um, you know, like they said, what worked out really well for us, that initial charge we made onto point, actually what happened rather than sneaking around, we kind of pushed through the CSA on the first charge. And so my guys actually the ninth New York and I, I think the 51st as well moved up to the, to the fence line again, not realizing that there were still rebs there, but it actually enabled us in a way to, to be way more successful because we had a full line on the fence line waiting for rebs to come in, um, shooting them up as they were coming in, um, trying to basically just defend that fence line for all we were worth while the rest of the team finished off what was going on on point. Um, and then, yeah, like, you know, we, we were actually, we were worried we were going to lose that fence line. We only had one unit there. Most of the CSA charged us, but we were able to hang on to it. And then we got reinforcements from the IVP guys. And, and at that point, you know, we could see on the, uh, on the morale state tracker, we were like, okay, it's breaking, breaking. They're at least halfway down. We have three minutes left to do this. As long as they keep charging, we're going to win this. And and luckily, they they kept coming in, and we were able to just sort of shoot them and melee them down into into last stand, and then instantly cap it. Yeah, that or the strategy pretty much just went perfectly according to plan. It's it's very rare that that happens in this game, uh, but Prattley, <laughs> uh, very rare. Um, uh, but probably most of the 51st, actually, in that last charge, we kind of took the brunt of the initial charge at point. We actually uh, spawned back at main, and we're just hanging out right next to Cap, waiting for them to go down into last stand so we could pounce on it. Um, we were just waiting for you all to just knock them down into last stand up the fence. And you did a great job. Every, everybody did a really great job on both maps. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, no, it, it was great. Uh, it was awesome having sharps. <laughs> We we just uh, hit the rebels early, and uh, it's kind of a shame we had to fall back. But you know, it is, it is a defending map, and uh, yeah, you know, I just I had a great time. I got nothing else to add. Yeah, and Eastwoods is such a hard map to win as Union because you're kind of yeah. limited in your strategies. And I mean, what was what was super cool as well? I thought that that fight over the fence line was really cool. It was super intense. Yeah, I think right. the new vaulting mechanics were showed off really well. You know, it, it turned into this sort of point blank range shooting match across the fence with a little bit of melee going on, yeah. and, and that was that was pretty. Sharps cool. really helped with that too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it's definitely it, going to be a change of strategy uh, for sure. Sorry to cut you off, but I actually have a question for you, USA guys. Uh, in terms of your plan in the beginning on the initial charge where you guys held off the initial charge by the CSA from their spawn, was there any talk about maybe changing the plan and holding that snake fence? There was a little bit in Yeah, board. I wanted to. Um, we decided to pull back uh, just because we didn't want to risk taking a super high number of casualties fighting it out on that fence line. Um, right. Yeah, I know we talked about that a little bit in the Ninth Corps Discord uh, before the event. We also talked to it, it, it was holding that fence on the entire game was brought up during Corps, and we just decided against it. It's a little too risky casualty wise. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could even see on that first charge, we got sort of an initial ticket lead off of it. Um, and even though we won that charge and had a fair few guys remaining, we immediately went back down to level with them just from one charge that we mostly won. Um, and so, you know, at that point, we kind of looked at it and we were like, they're going to keep throwing bodies at this. 
as attackers, you know, when we're counter-attacking, we can afford to do that. But when we're defending, sooner or later, we'll go last stand. Sooner or later, they'll go final push. Final push versus last stand. If it's, you know, right getting a bit, we're going to go, we're going to lose that every time. So you guys were essentially playing for time uh, after that first initial charge. You saw the lead and you wanted to stall it out, drag the game as long as it could until they cap. Yeah, basically, you know, we actually had a conversation when we were fully pulled back, you know, where we said, okay, one of two things happens. Either they keep trying to shoot us and they and they wait until like the last five or 10 minutes to capture it, um, in which case we were going to go and try and instantly recap it just because we knew they wouldn't have the time on the clock. Or what ended up happening, um, you know, was they cap it with like 20, 25 minutes to go and we just try and bring them all the way down to last stand by just being super aggressive on it. And, and that's what ended up happening. But we were kind of prepared for either. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Our strategy it, it swung wildly on the pendulum. We started off super aggressive, then got super defensive and swung back to super aggressive at the end. Any more questions from our announcers? I got some observations um, yeah. and thoughts. I think that CSA wasn't as aggressive as they could have been after uh, after they took the fence and were able to end the woods. Uh, they also, uh, I can't remember many times, I think there may have been one time where CSA actually charged together. I think it was K being sick and a mess. Um, but on that map, since they have sharps and a bunch of other stuff, I guess, um and you know they have defender positioning whatever um you kind of got to be together and you know attacking together and that's kind of the only way that you can that's the only way that i could see them winning that map with the way that you they would with the way that the union were playing and they were playing it really well also um with ivb being at that cabin i didn't know you could be out there and I would, <laughs> I would assume that no, no, the CSA team knew you were out there. And I, yeah, I, I mean, figured that, I figured that was going to happen. Yeah, I figured that was going to happen because I remember um, ninth card coming from their spawn because that's where the CSA like, expecting them. And then I knew IFB was going to go unnoticed, and they did right before the end, and they got right into JD. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was a good job. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, and hats off to you. My only comment is, hey, congratulations, USA, on the 2-0. And uh, we I think I speak for all the announcers here. We definitely look forward to <laughs> for more wood fighting, corn fighting, wherever the fight may be. So hats off to you guys, huh? I think um, on, on Corded's first point there as well, you know, we even said during Cord, it's going to be smaller numbers tonight than we've been playing with for a while. You know, obviously we're used to these massive servers now with 100 plus people right. on each side. And so we said, you know, if they split their team up, it's just uh, divide and conquer. As soon as they yeah. split, we want to target down the smaller units. And we were able to do that pretty effectively on the first map. And then the second map, you know, the J JD, I know, got in behind us once, but we were able to immediately sort of counter and charge into them with, with two or three groups, wipe them quickly, and then reestablish positions. And they just didn't have the manpower to break through when, when split like that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And especially, so you know, those, uh, those lower pop games, uh, those sharps really do come in handy. They, they're much more effective. So for CSA, one of our main concerns was just making sure we didn't, uh, you guys didn't end up back on that fence. So that was kind of the, we we're trying to take that left for that reason. Uh, 
to keep you guys off of that. And we were able to do some decent flanking from there. But the issue was uh, on that second charge, you guys were able to get in very quickly and do that well. Uh, and that's when we were, you know, pushed back completely and we didn't have anything in the in the uh, forest at that point. So that was uh, that was good play by you guys to get on that fence after that. So yeah, are there any other comments, questions, anything? Uh, I have one more thing for the video. Yeah. Um, everybody who's watching to this point, um, please comment down below <laughs> if you if on your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches you use grape jelly or strawberry jelly. <laughs> oh my oh, god! Yeah. Grape, grape jelly is the only correct answer. Make, so if make you put sure strawberry, you answer wisely. Wrong, yeah, also, we need to bring back I, the debates. Also, Bro, my last thing is, I, uh, my last thing is, uh, make sure you comment uh, "justice for brutish" down in the comments justice as well. For brutish. Justice, yeah, justice for brutish. Yeah, brutish. Yeah, brutish. You got to make a poll now. Yeah, you got to make a poll. Grape jelly versus strawberry. And also uh, a second will, poll, which everyone. is either "justice for brutish" or "no justice for brutish." Oh, <laughs> no justice, no peace. We're gonna actually have a whole debate about that: justice for brutish or not. <laughs> but peanut butter uh, jelly. Yeah. Did Brutish have it coming? That's the real question. <laughs> now, what, what I, I really would argue he did. Uh, <laughs> no. what, what will really matter is what jelly does he prefer. That's, That's a good point. That'll determine whether yeah. he deserves justice. I had somebody tell me jam. They like jam instead of jelly on their peanut butter. Were they European? No, they well, I mean, oh, I kind of. No, they were surprised. Canadian. Okay, well, that's that basically kind European. of. They did come from Europe. That is accurate. See, now yeah. we're learning. They speak French up there. <laughs> uh, it, it's true they're weird so yeah with that being said thank you all for watching tonight's event i hope you enjoyed a great way to kick off the first season probably the weirdest map uh match of <laughs> that i've seen in my life very exciting though so yeah with that being said please like comment share subscribe for more we're close to a thousand let's get there and yeah we'll see you in the next episode have a good night